from my mistake. Are you tired of hearing the same old advice when it comes to real estate? Do you want to learn from the biggest and baddest mistakes in the industry? Then welcome to Learn From My Mistake, the podcast that brings you real estate professionals from all over, sharing the biggest blunders and how to avoid them. I'm one of your hosts, Jake Remillard, and I'm joined by my partner, Marie Beginski. We're here to give you the inside scoop on what not to do in the real estate game. From brokers to investors, we've got it all. We're not just here to tell you about our guest failures, though. We're here to help you learn from them so you can make the right moves when it counts. So buckle up and get ready to hear some juicy stories and expert advice you won't find anywhere else. This is Learn From My Mistake. New episodes drop every week. Don't miss out. I'm still loving that intro, Jake. So much is, better than our previous I one. It. I like that's it. My favorite part. <laughs> right? Jake's like, that's my favorite. He recorded that, obviously. So. It's just a smooth voice. You know, it's very soothing. Yeah. Radio, radio voice. Radio voice. You got a face for radio, Jake. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been kidding. told before. <laughs> Definitely a voice. All right. So we are on episode seven of Learn From My Mistake podcast. I'm Sorry. so excited. So I am one of your hosts, Marie Beginski, here with the lovely Jake Remillard. And our guest this week is Luis. Always, Always buying. Buy Always buy. I love that. I love that. Um, Luis, why don't you give our listeners a quick uh, intro and tell them like who you are, what you do? So um, I'm a licensed real estate agent, real estate investor. I, I focus in North Texas, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area. Um, I used to find and, and structure deals for both passive and active real estate investors. But a mistake, right? It's being an agent, thinking thinking that it's going to be easy and we're going to make all this money. And even though it's, it's self-rewarding, you help people out at the end of the day, if you're really trying to make a lot of money, it's becoming an investor. And uh, I've made a lot of my investors a lot of money, which some of them, very few of them I've kept friends with. Uh, all of them have just treated me like an agent and I was good as the last transaction. So mm. you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's so- how long have you uh, been an agent there in Texas? Uh, since 2004. So I've okay. been an agent for a while now. Yeah. Uh, I was in the market when I first got here from Florida. Um, I started working with Hispanic uh, market. And yep. one of the difficult parts of Hispanic market was lending. So there used to be a, a bank here called Banco Popular, which used to lend people with their tax ID. But they required a hefty down payment. They required a bunch of documentation which led me starting working with investors because investors back in that time were doing um, so financing, owner financing. Yep. So working with Hispanic clientele got me working with investors. And then the market shifted to 2008 and the whole entire bubble, the short sell, I became a short sell a guru then because I was doing nothing but short sales. And uh, that got me into a lot more group of investors, which if I knew what I knew then, I'd be... I'll be doing a podcast in a beach somewhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's in God's timing, so it, it is what it is. So I'm happy. Absolutely. I love that. Um, interesting. You uh been in the game long enough to have been through the crash, right? Of yes. 2000, 
six, seven, eight, depending on where you were in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, so what was that like, you know, any, any big learnings if you were to go back to that time period? It's, it's amazing. So, uh, I was still, actually, I got licensed in Florida and I was here licensed in Texas. So I had a connection of agents in Florida and just to, just to kind of, you know, set, set the, set what it looked like back in 2006, if you had a pulse, you got a loan. Okay. Back in that day for the, for younglings that don't know what I'm talking about, there was an 80, 20 type of loan. So the banks were like, oh, you need 20% down to come in, but don't worry about it. The lenders will say, the loan officers will tell the borrowers, I can get you a financing for 20%. So a lot of people were just getting houses with no money down. And then you come into the income standards. Well, it was stated income. Stated income means that anybody would be like, oh, yeah, sometimes I make 100, sometimes I make 10, sometimes I make 200. And the bank will be like, oh, OK, perfect. We'll just write it up and there will be no real underwriter like reviewing any of this. Right. So people will buy like two to three houses. I mean, I was an agent back in Florida and I sold some condos. And um, let me tell you, man, anybody, anybody could qualify. You know what I mean? Like, So what would you do different now? Like, would you go back and buy a bunch in your own name? What would you do? Well, no, because what, what that happened is, you know, supply and demand, right? the the demand wasn't um was high so and and there was a lot of houses everybody was building back then mm -hmm. so you know buying houses they were more expensive people just wanted to buy houses people had no right to buy a house who bought a house you know yeah. uh no no hit to my uh car dealership friends but um it's like going to get a car you know they want to see how much they can get you in the car for it they don't care if you qualify for that car or not right and so the problem with that is when the, the market corrected itself, uh, both here in Texas and over there in Florida, like it just, you bought something for 200,000, let's say that really was worth 150, but because the market was flooded, now it's worth 80. So um, it was a very interesting part of the market because I would have bought when the market crashed. So if you guys ever saw the movie Big Short with uh, uh, Bale, what's his face, Batman, uh, yeah. So oh yeah, no. Um, What's his name? Batman. <laughs> Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> Batman. So um, that's when I would have bought because we were buying properties, and I was working for multiple companies then. That we were buying properties like thirty cents, forty cents on a dollar. Um, I'll give you guys a quick story. Um, uh, countrywide, you guys remember Countrywide? Oh yeah. yeah. So for the youngsters, right, that are watching this, Countrywide was a bank that was like Bank of America, big boy bank. But they really messed things up because there was one scenario where we actually sued Cross Country Bank uh, to give us um, the, the actual file, and they didn't have it. So instead of going through litigations, they just decided to sell it to us for like 20 cents on a dollar. And I'm talking about all types of properties we were buying just super cheap well my investors the ones that are working back then i did the short sale like when i'm talking about the short sale they gave me a list of pre-foreclosures i would reach out to those lists and back then mm -hmm. skip tracing was something of the past so i would go and door knock, knock on the door my line was you know good things happen to bad people but bottom line is you have to take care of it and i'm here to give you an option can i come in and tell you what your options are you know, you can do a loan modification, which was very rare for you to get approved on. You can do, uh, you can file foreclosure, which mm, I'm not an attorney, but I'm thinking that's pretty bad. 
or you can do a short sell. And then I will tell him the story of my uncle's horse. You guys want to hear the story of my uncle's horse? I would love yeah. to hear the story of your uncle's horse. So my uncle grew up with his horse. He loved the horse. But one day he gets hit by a truck, right? So my grandfather was like, you know what? I'm going to take him to the, to the horse shed and I'm going to have them, you know, take him out. And my uncle's like, no, that's my horse. I want to make sure that if he's going to see the last thing he sees, I want him to see me and I want him to take him down. So, Mr. Homeowner, do you want to be my uncle and take responsibility and make sure that you sell the house instead of some bank that doesn't care about your horse, doesn't care about your house, I mean, comes and takes it from you? Let's do the right thing today and start the short sale. Well, short sales will take literally like over a year to six months, mm -hmm. um, but the profit margin was there. So these investors will buy them at like 20 cents a dollar, turn around and sell them for 50 cents on a dollar, make the spread, and it was straight factory. Um, so it was it was a very good time to be in real estate back then. For people that knew what they were doing, let me tell right. you on that. Right. And, and, yeah. So you mentioned that like you know skip tracing is a thing of that you said past, but I'm guessing you meant future because it wasn't quite around yet. So right. Um, door knocking. I mean, that is cutting your teeth on some yeah. rough sales. Like you must have just been beat up there. Can you tell us about maybe like? Some mistakes you made when you were first approaching that or maybe some like horror stories or just something you would add to to the door knocking experience so you know everything everything happens for a reason right uh sure. i was very shy very not shy but i was very like yeah you know you don't like to talk about money hispanic families don't like to talk about money and definitely if you're going through some bad financial things we don't like to talk about money right um so when i was in college i worked for a credit card collection company and let me tell you, man, if you want to hit someone right in the face about just talking about some awkward things and getting the ball on the road, it's collections, right? So I think that built me up. And in collections, I don't remember if it was for every 20 calls, I'll get a collection call. So I did the same thing when it came to door knocking. For every 10 doors that I knocked, I got a yes. And then the biggest thing for me was that um, a lot of these people that I door knocked, they would, you know, be upset with me, tell me to go climb, find the highest tree and jump off it face first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then when the foreclosure date was coming, boom, they would call me. And what I've noticed is, you know, my my personality is I'm very honest and very like to the yeah. point. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm just like, you know, when they used to tell me what's in it for you, I'm like money. Right. Oh, well, can I stay in the house a little longer? I was like, hey, look, the short term might take a while. The short term might not get approved. You might be getting kicked out of the house. Oh, then why should I go with you? Oh, because I'm an option. You don't, this is not your only option. And I think that allowed people to be open to me. So to answer your question, it was just like, okay, they told me to go F myself on this one. Maybe the next one they'll tell me to go F myself. But if I could knock 10 doors, mm -hmm. I'm going to get a lead and I'm going to make something of it. And, um, Working commission, it's it's hey, I gotta get this ten doors down. So it was it was fun. I like I mean I miss it, but it's not scalable. Sure. You know what I mean? It's hard and, to remember. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something for people to pay attention to is the the importance of paying attention to that metric. That mm -hmm. that if you if you know what the number is for whatever you're trying to do, you know how many times you need to go do it before you're gonna find something. Right. So it's, it's pretty cool that you were able to to kind of work that out at, at ten and just it became a game yeah. yeah it became a game and honestly like um i have really tough skin now and it, like people have to literally kick me out of their house for me to you know what i mean for me to say no or, or walk away but it, it it's a fun experience and then just educating the consumers and and helping them out has always been a good thing
Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it made you a good speaker, good conversationalist. You got to, you got to have a lot of good quick comebacks, right? When people kick you out and you're like, wait, 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 there's yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, um, it's, it's about pain, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? Uh, like I can remember a scenario where, you know, the guy was so mad at me, which actually me and him are still fans on Facebook. Um, he was like, how dare you come into my house, you know, while my family's eating, like, you know, I, I should call the cops. You know, in fact, I'm going to get out of my house. I'm going to whoop your ass. And I was like, look, man, I'm here to let you know that if you don't find a solution, you and your family are going to be out of the streets. And then when that happens, what are you going to tell your kids? And then he was like, how dare you come? And I'm like, no, man, I'm not testing your manhood. You know, I'm just here to let you know that shit like you you need to do something like i'm here like you know i'm here and he's like you know it is what it is right and i want to tell you guys that like if you've been praying for a solution like i'm at the doorstep man come on and he was so pissed and he finally got out of the car i mean if i got out of the house and i was like man we're about to fight i'm like let's do this we're about to fight and as he got closer to me i realized that he wasn't sad i mean he wasn't mad he was sad and, um, you know, I told him, he was like, hey, man, like, I, I, I see that you're in pain and I'm here to help you out. Like, let's let's work throughout and um, let's see what options you have. And if I'm not the best option, fine. And um, I used to call the bank with them on the phone. So I would let the bank also tell them the option so they know that I was real. But um, I think anybody else would have jumped into the car and did because that guy and I mean, he was much bigger than me, too. And he was just but at the end of the day, like, you know, when someone fails. And this is, you know, thinking about a mistake, they think it's a challenge on their manhood or the challenge on, on, on a, as a parent or, but the truth is you, we have to have the right to fail forward. We have to fail to learn, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's funny after that scenario, he was able to buy another house. I was his agent in the process of buying a house, um, you know, obviously way under his means. So now he's able to pay it off. And when the market shifts, that house now costs a lot more money. So he's, he's happy about it. In fact, now he's mad because he has to pay higher taxes on it. You know what I mean? But he grew up in that time and became a better person for that. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Luis, fast forward a little bit to today. And, <laughs> right. And what are, what are you doing now? What are you focused on in real estate today? So, I buy yeah. all the properties. Love right. it. Always, always buying. So, I hear. Yeah, always mine. So um, we are doing agent outreach, and obviously we buy the stress. Um, agent outreach is that we reach out to agents, and we're the best and fastest way for agents to get paid, right? Because we're talking to agents, and they might have an off-market deal, and sometimes even a probate deal, or sometimes these funky deals that traditional buyers don't know how to handle, we're able to take it down. And then obviously the stress properties. So the stress is defined into two types, right? The homeowners going through the stress, death, disease, divorce, or the property is going through the stress, which is destruction, you know, fire damage, uh, mm -hmm. tornadoes here in Texas. You know, I don't know what, what's in, where tax you at, Jake? I don't know, tax um, liens, they're behind on their mortgage. Yes. There's other stuff like that. Those are, those are bread and butter, yeah. you know? So we, we focus on those uh, two, two sources. Okay. Yeah. And um, I know you have some business partners. I do. They're my brothers from another mother's. I think we were separated at birth and then we were all brought together. I mean, you can't tell one us from, from apart. I mean, you look at us and they're like, they're all brothers. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you know, I think I'll I'll never forget you guys just because of uh, how we met at at boardroom and mm -hmm. the first. Um, I think the first thing that we talked about was, you know, everybody had to recommend something that was really working from them. And, right. you know, we were all talking about, you know, I think we brought up traction. We brought up some of the, the concepts from traction. Hmm. You had brought up, um, I, I can't remember what you brought up, but I, I think can it was certainly... agent outreach. I think it was agent outreach. He was talking about talking to agents on the phone. Yeah. Right. And then his partner, because it was, it was, okay, let's be clear before you announce mm -hmm. this, Jake, because yeah. it was, Things that are working for your business or personal. Yes. Right. And this is a very collaborative space. And we're all, you know, very supportive and <laughs> in, in hearing what everybody's going to say. And then your partner, what was, it, what was his name? Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Okay. The one that talked about uh, the sipping coffee a different way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> sipping coffee a different way. Or uh, AKA a coffee enema. Yes. That, yes. that lives in my brain now well actually forever. full disclosure i'm about to have one on thursday uh, ah. <laughs> yeah hey hey no. don't okay. don't it until you try no. you know what <laughs> yes, I, you know amazing. i i admitted i've i've had colonics mm -hmm. so you know just water um no, squirted no. up there but uh not coffee so i'm it, i'm intrigued it's it's different and we actually i do it out of place and i've done it without going out of place but you feel awake you feel, I mean, especially if they put cream on it, it's good. No, <laughs> I take my coffee black. Yeah, no, no, but it, it is, it is uh, super healthy. Um, and at least, at least it makes me feel good. And then it helps my digestion. And I think as you get older, it's, you don't have, you have to rely on other things besides just being, you know, young. I think you have to take care of your body a lot different. And uh, I know, I know when I told Jake, I was turning 41, he was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but as as you get older you definitely have to take care of yourself and i think something like that it, it, and, and coffee enemas have been in, in around for a long time trust me i'm not going to just put anything up, up my booty without doing my research right <laughs> so, I love we're, it. A, we're a we're a family show here we're yeah louise asked is this pg-13 i'm like are you kidding me i have a, i curse like a sailor so you're fine yeah well you know it's it's um you know you're talking about mistakes it's also you know the the different ways that you celebrate right like back in my day when i started the game like we had a good month and i used to work for um, a big uh retail company uh you know what's what's the thing that realtors do they go out drinking and they'll go out fun and all that you know and now that i'm older i'm like you know, pre pre drinking. No, I'm okay. Could, can I get home at 1030? You know, what I mean? and, but here's the truth, like learning from your mistakes. And if you have someone here that celebrates going on and beyond, like you shouldn't like, I think, I think going to things like the boardroom, uh, uh, participating in stuff that you're traveling, you're getting people like you. I think that's the best way to celebrate stuff. Um, cause not only does it take you out of your comfort zone, but it also opens up your mind to great, you know, other great people, you know, yeah, it sounds like fun when you're young to get drunk and, and, you know, party, but you're not getting anything in return. You're just right. getting a hangover. And as you get older, those hangovers are, are just not worth it. <laughs> yeah. And then you're no, going to start, you know, start putting coffee up your butt and, you know, <laughs> what I mean? and then you know, what else are you going to put up your butt? So, you know. People out there, don't don't party too hard. 
Man, that's some good advice. Don't, don't party too hard. Well, you're right. going to party, party right. Party right. This is true. All right. So, Luis, if I just asked you in so far in your real estate career, in your businesses in general, what has been your biggest mistake so far? There's one, but there's several stories. And um, I want to be vulnerable, especially with you guys, and especially with people listening, because I know people are going to do that. So I'm, I'm going to break it down into three stories, right? Okay. Um, the, the first story is, um, you know, who your mentor is, right? Um, and, and it's who, you know, the people you associate with, I think is the biggest mistake that someone can make. So um, there was a uh, gentleman that I started working with. I'm not going to mention his name because he gets me mad and, and he was just an awful, awful man. But uh, he came from the tech industry, didn't really know the real estate. Uh, we met when I was young uh, and I was pumping out all these uh, distressed properties. I used to work for the specific company that I worked for. Uh, what they actually did was they would charge investors like $20,000 and they'd be like, oh, we'll teach you how to flip a property. And they'll have agents like myself find them a deal. They'll have their own crew. Uh, they'll buy the property that I found through a short sale they'll fix it up and then they'll turn around and sell it. So they made their money back. Well, this gentleman that came from the tech industry was like, look, I want to work with you solely. I get what they're doing. Very smart guy. And he's like, find me the deals. I'll buy them from you. You'll be my listing agent. We'll make plenty of money. And I'm like, fine. Sure. You know, I found them the deals. We did three or four deals. We made plenty of money. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to get my daughter to become an agent so she can list them. And I was like, that really doesn't fit our business model. Like, plus, you told me that you, I was going to be the agent on the backside. He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, I'm systemizing things. And because he was my mentor and he was very wise and, and there was a lot of knowledge that he gave me, I believed him, even though I kind of felt like, uh. Eh. So um, long story short, like as we grew in our business, he put me more to the backside and backside and didn't save me the way that I should have. Right. Um, for example, there are deals that when you do a short sale, you got paid six percent. Right. And sometimes I'll drop my commission to five percent. Well, if I'm finding the buyer and I'm finding the seller, I usually keep the full five percent. But he was like, no, 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 no. You need to give my daughter two and a half. And I was like, why? So he had his own from the very get go. I believe he had his own very hidden agenda. And it, so my my lesson there is to find the right mentor. The second lesson is. Uh, I fell in love with this girl. I was in love with her. She was uh, in a different industry. She was in the medical industry. And um, we, she was like, teach me everything you can about real estate. And we started working together. And I taught her everything blindly. And I, you know, everybody was like, no, man, this is, this is, she's, a, she's not the right girl for you. You know, I should have listened to my true friends. Mm. Um, and I was like, no, 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 you know, I'm in love. You know, it's just you guys don't understand. And um, long story short, she ended up working with someone that wanted to learn my systems mm. while she was working with me and try to, you know, take my clients while she was supposed to be with me. And um, it was just, wow, like, you know, I trusted this person more than I trust anybody else, right? Like, I, I love this girl. And it was just um, heartbreaking to have to be in that scenario and then to realize that everybody's out for their own. And if, if sometimes someone that you care about can see something and 
you need to pay attention to that, right? You need to pay attention to what people tell you. And then my last scenario, which was um, not as much as a heartbreaker when it comes to emotionally, but it comes to business. Like I've had the, the pleasure of training a lot of agents, right? Especially when it comes to the stress property. I ran my own team when I was at Keller Williams. Uh, I've had a team of seven agents. Um, I've, I've mentored plenty of agents and I've mentored this one specific agent. You know, she was like my little sister, right? I got along great with her husband. Uh, even to this day, me and her husband, you know, we're, we're super tight. And um, she ended up not appreciating what I taught her and just kind of told everybody that, oh, you know, Lewis makes me work all this. And, and bottom line, our commission structure was 2575. And she was like, oh, I never knew Lewis was going to take 25% on my commission. And we had something in agreement in writing. But she made it sound like I was taking advantage of her when she knew that. But I guess she wanted to play the victim mentality. So why am I telling you these three stories? It's because it is very important for you to surround yourself with people that are right. And, and how you determine that, right? How do you determine the people that you're right? And guys, I am not religious, but I am spiritual. But what I found out is when you associate with someone that has a higher belief in something, they feel like someone's always looking out or looking at them for them to do the right thing. So for them to do something wrong, they think twice before doing something wrong because they feel like they're going to get judged. So to me, that is a big thing. And I know, Mary, you, we had talked about finding the right partners before, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed to have uh, Emmanuel and Lorenzo as my business partners now because... I think not only do each of us provide a unique part of the business, but at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're God-fearing men, they're just like I am. And they, they put, you know, we put God first in everything. Yeah. And if we do do that, it doesn't, we don't, it doesn't matter about money. It doesn't matter about uh, being right. It doesn't matter about having no, the recognition. It just matters about doing the right thing first. And if you do that, I think it, it allows you to have a better business moving forward at all. Um, and there's a lot of houses. There's a lot of money to be made. But yeah. the minute you're greedy and you have the wrong partner, I think that's where things go south. Yeah. No, that's amazing advice. I mean, even today, Jake and I, earlier today, we were having our, um, we have quarterly meetings and we were going over traction, which you mentioned before, Jake, our VTO, our vision traction organizer. And we were going over our core values. And one of them was integrity. Right. And I was like, it can't just say integrity. Like there's gotta be, there's gotta be something there. Right. So like, we know everyone on the team understands what we're talking about. Um, and you know, Jake was like, it's just do the right thing, even when nobody's looking. Yes. Right. And it's like, when you're surrounded by people that share that mindset and they're all going to be uh, like a key member of the team, have the right attitude it's it changes how your team works so much and how you and your partners work so i think that that's really really good advice yeah that definitely it's um it's a blessing to have the right people and, and people that are willing to be honest with you and tell you hey you know you're, you're messing yeah. up not only on your personal level but on your business level i think i think that's why i like the boardroom too because you're meeting people that you really don't know that they're just Shredding your business, man. They're just making you feel super humble, super little. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're also meeting big dogs that are doing like million dollars. And I think that also opens up your mind to be like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to be like that person and I want to learn as much as I can from that person. And, and I think the more that you meet them, the more you realize that they're 
you know, they're good people. And but bottom line is they, they just work hard and they just make things happen. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it's, it's interesting, you know, Luis, uh, we've had um, seven guests now. You're the, you're the seventh and nice. almost all of Lucky them. Seven. Lucky yeah, number seven. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> almost all of them have, you know, something similar to say as far as either mentorships or partnerships being, you know, something that is so crucial, but also one of their biggest mistakes. So I think that that speaks volumes about this industry. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have, you know, your partners going to sign up too and get them on here because I know that they all have a unique perspective and unique experiences. So I would love to hear from each and every one of them. Um, so again, thank you. Before we wrap up here, Luis, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, if they're trying to do some real estate in Texas, let people know how do they get in touch with you. So um, 214-664-3579, or you can email me at m4hboardroom at gmail.com. Um, we're looking for buyers and we're looking for sellers. If you are going through the stress property anywhere, uh, you know, if someone has died in your family and you don't know what to do if uh, if you're getting divorced and and you just 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 need a show to cry on, you know, just call me. And <laughs> it's like it very comfortable. When bad things happen to good people, or when bad things happen, people don't know who to turn to. So uh, turn to 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 an expert. Uh, we've done probates. I've done a ton of probates. I've done distress. I've done with people that have died of cancer. You know, it's, it's it's different things that you have to handle when bad things happen. So um, I think right now that the market is shifting. And uh, a lot of people uh, are over leveraged and they don't know what to do. I think they need to talk to a professional. And if you're in North Texas, uh, you better call me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you've been in the game for almost 20 years. I don't know if you realize that. Yeah. Uh, that probably hurts. To say <laughs> it, 2004, almost 20 years. So, yeah. well, thank you so much, Louise. I really appreciate you. Guys, your I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Awesome. And right now. Guys, have a good one. Thanks for listening to Learn From My Mistake. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your preferred platform. This will help us reach more listeners who can benefit from the valuable insights that we share. Also, be sure to follow us on social media and visit our website to stay up to date with our latest episodes and exclusive content. If you're looking for ongoing education and support from experienced real estate investors, we invite you to join Investor Harvest. Our community is the perfect place to connect with other investors, get expert coaching, and receive access to exclusive resources that'll take your investing to the next level. Visit our website now at www.investorharvest.com to learn more and sign up. Thanks for listening.